All right, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. I'm Matt Love. Um, We are in the third week of this series where we're going through some of the questions that Pastor J.D. answers in his new book, Essential Christianity, The Heart of the Gospel, in 10 words. J.D.'s great with some of these book titles. Gospel, I mean, that's just really basic, and now Essential Christianity. You know, these are just really, it's, it's basic, simple stuff, but I think this is one of the things that Pastor J.D. does the best, is just unpacking these these ideas that seem simple, but that a lot of us haven't really thought about. How would we explain this? How would I? How do I understand and unpack my faith for others and for myself? Um, you can get this book right now at thegoodbook.com, and we would encourage you to go pick that up. could be a great resource for anybody that is trying to um, deepen their faith or was walking with somebody who is exploring Christianity for the first time. Um, and so, Pastor J.D., we have a great question today. The third question in this um, is, if God is real, why doesn't everybody believe in him? Yeah, this is the obvious question. If like, if it's so evident, you know, then why, why are there different people that come up with different conclusions? And Paul devotes space to this. And the short answer is, he says, the problem is not in the evidence. The problem is in the human heart that is biased against the evidence. Uh, let me start, even before we, 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 we look at what Roman says, William James, who was the, regarded by many as a forerunner to 20th century postmodernism, he said that, that in determining what we believe, more important than the evidence is the will to believe. What we believe is less determined by the evidence itself than by what our heart desires to believe. Postmodern philosophy, when they discovered that, patted itself on the back. Well, it was a great discovery, but uh, you can almost see the Apostle Paul sitting in heaven saying, I actually said that in Romans 1. <laughs> Here's how Paul said it. For though they knew God, Romans 1.21, they didn't honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. In other words, their heads were controlled by their hearts. It wasn't that they couldn't figure the truth out about God. It's that they were disposed against that because they didn't really want to know it. The flaw was not in the evidence. It was in the heart considering that evidence. Just a couple of verses before this one, Paul said in in Romans 1.18 that we suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The suppression of truth is not the same thing as the ignorance of truth. Ignorance means you don't know it's there. Suppression means it's there, but you just resist your knowledge of it. I always think about it in terms of like, imagine somebody who's really, really bigoted. So they've really just got irrational and hateful thoughts about another race. Um, If they're coming down to a question of who committed some crime, the evidence could actually be very clear that it was actually the person from their race that committed the crime. But because they're so racist, they tend to see all the evidence through the, the filter of this other race is bad. And so the problem is not in the evidence. The problem is in the disposition they bring to the evidence. Well, what Paul says is when it comes to the evidence about God, the human heart is bent against giving thanks to God, giving glory to God, and living in submission to God. And that causes them to skew the evidence and for many to become agnostics or atheists. In fact, I found it interesting. A lot of the famous um, atheist intellects over the last hundred years who have become Christians, people like T.S. Eliot, W.H. Auden, um, C.E.M. Jode, C.S. Lewis, even A.N. Wilson, many of them said something to the effect that what brought me to faith was not a new argument or new evidence, but it was just admitting to myself that I always knew there, there was a God. And Jesus said, John 7, 17, that a willingness to follow the truth and a willingness to give God glory is a prerequisite to knowing the truth and being able to recognize God's glory. We always think that if we convince the head, the heart will follow. 
But the Bible says actually the heart has to be healed in order for the head to think correctly. So one of the ways we suppress the truth is through atheism or agnosticism. A second way Paul is going to point out is idolatry. And that is we, we believe there's a God, but we reshape that God according to our own desires and according to something that serves us. In fact, this is a lot more common than atheism. Paul says we take the creation and we turn it into a God. Or we, or we instinctively know that we want to serve something and give ourselves to something. So we choose some lesser thing and we take glory that was intended for God and we give it to, um, to this lesser thing. It, this is beyond the scope of this podcast, but pretty much all false religions, Paul is going to diagnose and say, this is where that comes from. It comes from a distorted human heart that is now reassigning the glory of God to, to lesser things. And that leads to whether we're talking about the vengeful, more warlike God of Islam, or whether we're talking about the tens of thousands of deities in Hinduism or anything else, you, you trace it back far enough on what you're going to have as a human heart projecting onto God something different than what he has revealed. The third and, and final way that we suppress the truth would be through disobedience. In fact, you could almost think of these as the three Ds. Atheism would be the denial suppression distortion, that's the idolatry version of suppression, disobedience, that's where you just don't submit morally to what you know is, is right. And that's Romans 2. Paul says this is the problem of the religious, even people who've been taught the correct religion. It's not that they don't know what the law is, is that they, 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 they suppress the law and figure out ways to do it anyway. Francis Schaeffer once said, he said, even if you don't believe in the Ten Commandments or the Christian version of morality, he said, say that there was an invisible recorder hung around your neck. That only ever turned on when you said the word ought or should. Whenever you said he ought to, she should, they should, it recorded what you said. And then on judgment day, God played back all of your ought and should statements and judged your behavior by those things. Schaefer said, there's not a person who has ever lived who had su survived that. The problem is not that we don't know the truth. It's that we know what we should do and all of us fail to live up to it. Paul's going to expand that and just say, Romans 3, there's nobody who's ever consistently done anything close to being good. There's none righteous, not even one. There's none who seeks God. All of us are been away from God. Sometimes we express that by denial, sometimes atheism, sometimes we suppress it by distortion, taking the glory of God and reassigning it to lesser things that serve us. And then sometimes it has to do with disobedience where we don't submit to the moral authority of God that we know is there. And Paul says, for that reason, it leaves us all condemned. And he gets to that great conclusion in Romans 3, for all of sin and all fall short of the glory of God and all need a savior. And Paul has gotten there in three chapters that are as relevant, I think, in 21st century America as they are in first century Rome. And he set us up to understand the essence of Christianity is a rescue that God did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves in sending somebody to save us. And that's the subject of, well, the book, but you got to get the book to, 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 to see the conclusion. And, and I'm sure we'll get to some of this stuff on, on later podcasts. All right. Well, that was really good. Thank you so much, Pastor JD. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, just another reminder, you can get this book, Essential Christianity, right now at thegoodbook.com. Again, if this isn't their tagline, it should be, it's a good book, so you can get it at The Good Book. I feel like I that should be their tagline. So go to, go to thegoodbook.com, pick up Essential Christianity right now. Could be a great resource for you guys as you are trying to deepen your own faith or walk through um, something with someone who's new to the faith or exploring Christianity for the first time. Um, we will continue our series next week. Go ahead, and if you want more from Pastor GD, I would follow him on social media, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And you can also go to jdgreer.com. We have articles, other podcasts, uh, books, and resources there that we would highly encourage you to check out. 
We will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.